Welcome, welcome to the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the seed to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, grape minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is... We conclude our episode with Phil Plummer of Montezuma Winery in Seneca Falls, New York. Out of all the varieties of wine that you produce, what uh, would you say, Phil, that you're most proud of? Oh, I'm kind of a weirdo. I, um, <laughs> I've been really, really getting into natural adjacent wines, and I know that that is so polarizing. But I'm fascinated by indigenous fermentation. I really love pet nats, orange wines, things like that. But I don't know. It just depends. It's so situational. I think that there's... That's one of the fun things about where I work is that I, I have to wear the hat of three different wineries. And it allows me to push a lot of different stylistic directions that aren't necessarily harmonious with each other. But within the brand, they are. I think in, in this part of the world, Riesling is the king. That's what we can do as well as anybody in the world. And and I'm not being hyperbolic about that. I think you could stand Finger Lakes Riesling up against Mosul, against Alsace, against any of the, the major Riesling growing regions in the world, and they're going to come back as good as any of them. That's impressive. Yeah, I think it's borne out in the data. You definitely got if you haven't had experience with them, you got to try them because there's some magic here that allows us to to produce these lean, food-friendly, bright, beautiful Rieslings. Um, so I think if I had to pick one one wine, um, one wine that that I'm most proud of, it would be a Riesling that we made back in 2019. Um, we had a, a farm that we were working with that was. Uh, just outside the AVA on Lake Ontario, um, and and that was the vineyard where I learned to make vineyard decisions. It was a, a family of apple growers that decided to grow grapes, something that they just wanted to try as a hobby. Found out they were actually really good grape growers, and they were very open to allowing me to, to kind of have my run of that farm. Anytime I wanted to be up there checking on the vines, I was welcome to do it. They followed my lead on picking decisions. Anything that I saw that was problematic was addressed right away, and that's where I learned to make all those decisions. Back in 2019, they made a family decision to, to get out of the grape business and get rid of their vines, and it was heartbreaking. But we took a lot of care with that vintage to make sure that, that all of our customers felt the heartbreak too because we made just beautiful wines that, that now you can't get again. Since you don't grow your own vines and you're working with multiple growers, how much can you dictate in what they do? Can you actually suggest to them to do something that they don't necessarily want to do? I think the the one that seems the most counterintuitive is is sometimes you tell them to drop fruit, which for people that grow up growing fruit for the table is like not what they're wired to do. It's about vine balance. Some farms, you have to carry a little bit more fruit to balance vegetative vigor. It's just something that happens. Like there are certain farms that need to be a higher ton per acre or else you're not going to get the concentration you want. It sounds silly, 
but it's it's 100% true. But yeah, dropping fruit is something that we would talk about, or, or maybe we need to pull some leaves in this area of the vineyard, or I'm smelling something over here that leads me to believe that we're going to have a rot problem, so maybe we want to go through and harvest some of that out and get it out of here. Just really, really constant communication. Like, that's, that's one of the things that happens for us a lot in the fall, is I'm in the vineyards that we work with at least once a week, and there's just a constant line of communication. Here's what I'm seeing in this block. Here's what this tastes like now. I think it's probably 10 days away. What do you think about that? If you'd like to learn more about Montezuma Winery, the website, it's easy. MontezumaWinery.com. Also, Phil, uh, one last thing I did notice checking out the website gallery. I like the wine slushy truck out front of the winery. If you're here and you want to taste single vineyard Rieslings and and barrel reserve Cab Franc, we can do that for you. Or if you want to hang out outside and have a slushy, we can do that too. Thank you, Forrest. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by iHizzle. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure. Hi, before you go, we have exciting news. The Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast has teamed with a breakthrough technology and added a new feature on our website that's bound to elevate your podcast experience. Here is where we need your help. Trying to remember something from an episode? Don't worry. Search for it and we will find it for you. Have you ever thought you could just ask questions and chat about the episodes as if you were talking to me? Well, now you can. That's right. Our episodes are now interactive and they're waiting to have a conversation with you. Jump into a chat with our podcast and let's get the conversation started. Try it out and tell us what you think. Click on the banner at the top of the website, thebestwinepodcast.com to try it. 